What I'd like to do right now is read from our scripture this morning, from Psalm 4. It is a psalm of David. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin when you're on your beds. Search your hearts and be silent. Offer the right sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. The word of the Lord. Good morning, church. It's a gift to be gathered together this morning. I'm Sharon Anderson, one of the pastors on team. Privileged to unpack God's word together and stand in the presence of God in this tough season. Before we begin, let's pray together. Lord, you've given us your word that is eternal. And you know what needs to be spoken this day from this passage for your people and this community. So Holy Spirit, come. Make the word alive to us. Touch us in the deepest places of our hearts. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I come here this morning wondering how you're doing. It's a tough season, isn't it? So much has changed in the last week, just. And more than ever, we need this time. We need this time to connect in worship. We need this time to dig into God's Word together. As we gather virtually connected today, I'm aware that many of you are facing challenges that were unforeseen in the past weeks. I think of college students who've had to pack up their bags and come home. I think of students of all ages who are no longer in school and having to figure out how to learn, how to interact without their friends around, without their teachers. The employees, employees whose jobs are uncertain, and employers who are wondering who they're going to have to cut and how their business is going to go forward. And I think of our seniors, our senior adults, many of them sequestered, in their places of living, eating their meals alone. All of us in places of change and uncertainty, unsettled times. Today, I want us to look together at this psalm in order to figure out, in order to find a way to make sense of these crazy times. We're in this series called Hope for Shaken People, and today I'm going to be looking at concluding your day in hope. What does it mean to end your day in a way that will bring hope to you and to those around you. Let me tell you a little bit about myself, how I've responded to these unsettled times. There are a lot of chaotic emotions that come. I vacillate between wanting to just watch all the news I can, check up on my um, 
device and make sure I'm getting all the updates and not missing anything vital. And then I go to the other side of thinking, I just want to escape. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to be on my phone. I'm going to do computer games. There is this sense of ambiguity and restlessness. And when I come to the end of a day, I often have that sense, "Ah, what's next, Lord? What's going to be facing us tomorrow? And I wonder, God, what are you up to? God, what? am I paying attention to you? Am I even aware of how you're present in my days? We respond, we all respond in different ways to difficult times. And in a recent Zoom meeting I had with some of our uh, ministry team, I asked them, could you share a one-word, a one-word phrase that expresses how you're feeling unsettled right now? And these were some of the words they came up with. Disruption. Anxiety. Distress. Alone, uncertainty, scared, fearful. But also words of hope, waiting, opportunity, hopefulness. As these days of disruption pile up, these emotions are going to keep coming. And we wonder, how are we going to make sense of all of this? Specifically today, how do we come to the end of a day after the breaking news stories and after all of our feelings of disquiet and unease, how do we come to the end of a day with our souls safe in God? This morning we're going to look again at this prayer that was just read for you from Psalm 4. Unpack it and see what David has to teach us about walking in the ways of God in times of distress. And then I'm going to offer for you a practice that you might want to engage in that will help you conclude your day in hope. So let's take a look at Psalm chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you might want to open to this um, section, so we're going to refer to it as we go along. This Psalm 4 is an evening prayer. It's been used this way in the church for centuries. It's really a prayer of lament. Lament, which means sorrow, grieving, moaning, complaining. But it's a psalm of lament that ends in a word of confident hope. I've heard it sung before by Benedictine monks as they've gathered for evening prayer, singing to each other this psalm that reminds us to have confidence in God. Now, a little context for this psalm. Biblical scholars are uncertain what it is, what the circumstances were around David as this psalm was penned. Some think it might have been drought. There might have been a season where the whole community was facing economic ruin because of drought. Or perhaps it could have been a season right after Absalom's, David's son, when he formed an insurrection. We're not exactly sure why David wrote it, but we do know it begins with this sense of oppression, of distress, of not being knowing how to face a crisis. And for that reason, it's a helpful prayer to us today as well. So in this evening prayer of David's, let's listen in. Let's get some advice, some guidelines for how we might face a crisis in life. The first part of the prayer begins with a personal petition to God. 
you hear David's words, me, my, uh, an awareness that this is a unique and intimate relationship he has with God. He says, answer me when I call to you. Give me relief. Have mercy on me, he says. Each one of those phrases is a picture of this covenant relationship David has, this security that he can talk to God in any way he wants. He knows God's character. He knows he can say this because he knows God will answer, that God will show mercy. It's all based on God's character. And then the petition moves to a time of complaint and instruction. It's as if the first verse of this psalm is addressed to God And then David turns and he's looking off screen a little bit and he's saying, look at those people. He's referring to maybe some of the elite in his community, people who were slandering him, who were questioning his connection to God, questioning if he was the right kind of leader for this moment. And those who've been slandering David had questions that they posed to him. How long? How long will you continue in your slander, verses two, verse 2 says. How long are you going to look to other gods, look to other places to find help in a crisis? And when David hears those questions in his mind, he comes to a place of certainty. I know how I'll answer that. And verse 3 is what it is. He says this, Know that the Lord has set his faithful servant apart for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. There's a sense of David even being questioning it himself, but having the certainty that God is there for him. And then he still speaks to these naysayers, and he begins to instruct them. Here's a different way to go. Hold your anger. Be still. On your bed, be quiet and wait for God to speak to you. And then come before God with right sacrifices, it says in verse 5. Come with a sacrifice that is acceptable to God, not just in the outward way, but the in, inner heart. How can you be coming to God in a right way that will make this sacrifice acceptable? David's challenging these people and maybe even challenging himself that this is the way we make it through a crisis. This is the way we can be certain in unsettled times. I think I need that reminder today myself, and maybe you do too. We're not too far from those people who start asking those questions. But God says he hears. He hears our prayers. He He is with us. And that gives us confidence in going forward. And so David moves into this part of confidence in his psalm as well in verses 6 and 7. He thinks about some other things he's heard out in his community. And it says it this way in verse 6. Many, Lord, many are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Calamity can make us ask those questions, can't it? Who's going to show us better times? When is it going to get better? Who is going to make this right for us? And when those things uh, twirl around in our minds and hearts, We can either turn toward God or away from him. In raising this question, the psalmist David himself is recognizing, I have doubts too. Where is prosperity going to come from? When is this virus going to end? 
Where is God in all of this? But then he answers the question. Because it's okay to bring our own doubts before God. David does in this psalm. God can handle it. It's a gift that we can do this. But David turns it into another place. He addresses those doubts with ancient words of blessing. Let me read them to you and see if you can see where where you might have heard this before. Let the light of your face shine on us. Words that are coming out of the book of Numbers, this blessing of the priest Aaron for his people. And you've heard it in our worship setting before too. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you. This is what gives David courage, confidence, as he goes forward in this time of distress, in his own unsettled times. And then, of course, the end of this psalm, which really frames it as an evening prayer. Because David says, Now, now that I know God is with me and his face is shining on me, I can lay down in peace. I can sleep in peace. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. There's a deep recognition at the end of this conversation with God and with other people that my soul can rest in God alone. My soul is safe because God is in charge. God gives me peace, and his face never stops shining on us. God, David's inner spirit has changed. The circumstances around him, there's no indication in this psalm that the outward circumstances ever changed. This pandemic may get worse. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But like David, we can learn to end up resting in peace because God himself gives it and his face will shine on us. We're in a time of unsettled feelings, our whole country, our whole world. And this evening prayer gives shape to what we can do in it. And I want to offer to you today a suggestion for your own evening prayer, a practice that might be helpful to you, to your family, to do together as a group or individually. It's based on a practice that was initiated by St. Ignatius. He was born in Spain in 1491 and became an influential priest and theologian of his day. And he established a religious order called the Society of Jesus. I love that name. The Society of Jesus. And as part of this, he developed this prayer called the Prayer of Examine. And I'm calling it a way to review your day. A way to come to the end of the day and settle in and pay attention to God. I'm going to go walk through this uh, prayer with you this morning, but you can also get access to this on our sermon page. There's a resource you can download it so you can look at it again and use it in your own family. So the first part of this prayer, very much like Psalm 4 begins, in the presence of God, welcoming God's presence, quieting yourself and maybe taking a couple of deep breaths to focus your thoughts on God. Here's a posture that will help you. Hands out, palms up. Receiving from God what he has to give to you. Think of these words from Psalm 4. Answer me when I call to you, God. Be merciful to me, God. Or just very simply, as David said, hear my prayer, O God. 
And then the next movement in this rhythm, in this prayer of examine, is looking for God's blessings. Reviewing your day. This is often, as I said, done at the end of the day. I often do it when I'm just laying in bed and reviewing the day, thinking of the things that happened from morning till mid-morning, till lunchtime, till afternoon. Who were the people I saw? What were the things I encountered? What were the feelings that cropped up in me? And as we think of it, we look for God's blessings. What made me feel most alive today? When did I feel closest to God? Or what was I most grateful for today? And this is a simple way to just show it. Kids can get this one. Thumbs up. This is a place I've seen God at work in my life. And I give him thanks for this. But we all know when reviewing our day, it isn't always just full of blessings. We also need to seek God's help and forgiveness in places where we've messed up or we've seen disruption or heartache in our world. So you ask the question, when did I feel life draining out of me today? When was a time when I felt farthest from God? What was I least grateful for today? And that's a thumb down. And this rhythm of looking for God's blessings and then seeking his help and forgiveness, it goes back and forth as you're reviewing your day. Times of great thanksgiving and joy. And then awareness that things are not right and we need God. Things are not right in our world. Things are not right in our own hearts. And God meets us in those places. Think of the way David said it as he was looking for God's blessings. He said, you filled my heart with joy. That's what he says in Psalm 4. And then earlier he'd said, search your hearts. Be silent. Wait for him. The rhythm of positive and negative things that come into our day. And then as you come to the end of the prayer time, and this can only, they can take from five minutes to 15 minutes. But start as you did at the beginning. Hands open, palms up, ready to receive from God the peace he wants to give you. Ready to even look ahead to the next day with the confidence that God is going before you. He is with you. He will never fail you, never forsake you. So rest in that. You might take a couple of more deep breaths. Thankful for the very gift of your breath and resting in God's care. In these unsettling times, we've all got to look for rhythms like this because disruption has come to all of us. And in this simple prayer practice, it's something we can take with us. I've been thinking about it this week as I prepared. Is this really enough for all the problems that are coming in our world? Is a simple prayer really going to do any good? But this is what God's given us in time of crisis. He's given us himself. And he's given us a gift of prayer to interact with him so that we might be hopeful in him. And then that hope spills out to other people around us. David did this in his prayer. And we see the same example in our Lord Jesus Christ. Think of how he faced the worst crisis of his life, how he walked to the cross, the horrors of that, by attending to his father, by calling out, hear my prayer, O God, and by being certain that God was with him in whatever would come. It's a way we end our day 
by developing this confident hope that God is with us in this. He will never leave us. I want to invite you into a time of prayer now. Whatever you're facing today, whatever comes before you and I tomorrow, let's trust God in this. And as we go to prayer, look again. Look again at God's grace. Find a way to look ahead in God's grace and hear these script, this verse, the last verse from Psalm 4. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. Doesn't that sound good? And there's the reason why. For you alone, Lord, you alone make me dwell in peace. Let's pray together. Holy God, thank you for meeting us here this morning in worship, in word, and in community with one another. We offer our unsettled hearts to you right now. We offer our questions, our doubts, our uncertainties. You know, Lord, what's surging around us and what's shaken us and shakes our souls. And even though we don't know what tomorrow will bring, Lord, you are there. You meet us there, Lord. You've promised your presence. So help us, Lord, to remember that we are never forsaken. Remind us that your love rises above every fear. Meet us here in your mercy and grace. We offer ourselves the challenges of this day and tomorrow that we might pay attention to you and what you're doing in us and in our world. Fill us with confident hope. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to have prayer, remember you can send it out on a comment card in the public space. You can email us, prayer at plcc.org, or just contact one of the pastors. We would love to continue to pray for you in these unsettled times that we together might find hope.